These are the stories of The 116, a podcast from the heart of the First United Methodist Church in downtown Peoria, Illinois. This is where belief becomes action and action brings hope. Here's your host, Greg Fish. And hello there, everybody. It's so good to be with you for another story from The 116. And this is episode five. We are coming to you uh, from the catacombs of First United Methodist Church in downtown Peoria. This has been such a, a great time for me. I have, I've enjoyed it so much because I've gotten to talk with some really great people. And uh, if you like these stories, I want to encourage you, please share them on social media. Uh, tell why you like the story, share it, like these when you see them on social media. And uh, if you are a subscriber to our podcast through uh, iTunes, which is Apple Podcast or Spotify, if you could leave us a great review, we would absolutely appreciate that. Thank you very much. And I've got another wonderful guest today. Mike Aluzzi is in the studio with me. Mike, it is a pleasure to have you here. Greg, it's great to, great to be here. And I've heard uh, the first two podcasts and I'm Found them so interesting and and just really thankful for the team's trip to Liberia and hearing all those great details yeah. that you've been sharing with us. Yeah, and and Mike, I, I just got to say this from the start. Sometimes people might wonder who is this guy I'm listening to. Mike, I got to say about you. One of the things I learned about you from the start is you are a great encourager, and I have just appreciated your heart so much that you were one of the early people who came to me and encouraged me and such such warm, generous things when I came here. So thank you for being an encourager. We need more people like you. Well, thank you, Greg. That uh, that's part of the job of being a teacher and being a principal, which was uh, how I spent much of my professional working career in. Uh, and so encouraging, I try yeah. to do, and, and thank you for that. You've encouraged me with your comments. Well, thank you. Uh, so, yeah, let's, let's start. The, today, our, our topic is going to be uh, talking about some incredibly powerful things. That it, It's the kind of ministry that I'm guessing people might hear about this and say, oh, that sounds nice, and then you just let it go at that, not realizing that this is a ministry that has literally changed lives over the years, lives that may have been headed for trouble, and uh, has been a part of building uh, the lives of some uh, really in, at-risk individuals over the years. And they've done marvelous things because of the ministry through First United Methodist Church, starting first at uh, the first school was? Irving Primary School. And you were at the time the, the principal Principal, there. yes. So, so tell me, how did uh, this connection between First and Irving begin? Well, that was uh, in uh, 1993, my, my second year at Irving, uh, members of the Adelphian Sunday School class wanted to connect with a school near uh, the church. Mm -hmm. And uh, we got together, and uh, I knew some of the, of the members of the class actually through our children's soccer program and just talked about what that might look like. And so our PTO president, uh, Dr. George Morris, the directing pastor, we got together and started talking and came up with a plan for what was called the Bear Buddy Program. Now, now, did you attend First Church at that time? No, no, okay. I was not attending. And uh, I, again, just knew of the church, knew uh -huh. where the church was, but um, I did not attend at that time. So what did that, those initial uh, attempts at, at cooperation between the church and the school look like? What types of things, what, what was the initial jumping off point? The jumping off point was a pen pal program using teddy bears with little backpacks that would carry letters from church members to second graders at Irving who they would, would respond and then the teddy bears would take the uh, 
uh, the letters back to the members. Nice. And so there were three exchanges uh-huh. of the uh, of the bears, and uh, by the toward the end of the year, the bear buddies wanted to meet their pen pals. <laughs> so at the end of that first year, it was decided to have a fun day in the gym. So on a Saturday yes. from 10 to 12, uh, so we arranged for students to be brought in by staff members, and staff members came or parents brought them in. Many, many buddies came, and so in our gym was filled with uh, about almost 50 second graders as well as most of their buddies. Wow. They brought games, we had donuts, we had coffee, we played the parachute game, and they all got to know each other very, very well. And is did, did you kind of experience a wow during that to say, hey, there is something happening here? Right. As as we, whoever closed the event, when when because many more fun days occurred after that, whoever was closing, whether it was me or the lead teacher or one of the other teachers, our comments were always this. You buddies could be anywhere else on a beautiful Saturday morning in Peoria, but yet you choose to come here. And for many of you to bring your own kids here and plant the seeds of volunteering and touching lives and touching lives of a school that I might just mention uh, had a 98% poverty level, 98% of the students, almost all of them uh, were on the free and reduced lunch program. There were three homeless shelters in the neighborhood as well as a public housing project. So students who came with many, many challenges in their own lives mm-hmm. before they ever got to school. Yeah. And yet yeah. all the buddies from First United Methodist Church came, connected, and connected with kids in second grade that some are still in contact with today, as I just talked to a buddy who was telling me about her now sophomore in college, a former buddy from second grade. So let's uh, look again at the big picture here. Uh, from that, we went to Lincoln School. Which When did Lincoln come along? Lincoln came along about, uh, I believe, Irving closed about five years ago. And okay. so uh, and when Lincoln, when Irving closed, which was a K-4 school or at times K-5, uh, th- those students were transferred to an enlarged Lincoln, which is okay. a K-8 building. Okay. And so then the, the ministries that uh, had started at uh, Irving, then many of them continued, maybe in a different format, uh, but some in the same format continued on at Lincoln. And these are both schools situated in the uh, the heart of Peoria, in in areas where there are a lot of at risk students. Right, is that correct? right. It's the near north side. It's okay. it's uh, very close to it. It's our church neighborhood. Uh, okay. Taft Homes, uh, the the Dream Center, uh, Salvation Army uh, Homeless Shelter. Um, they're all right in the attendance area of Irving and now also Lincoln. So how have the programs evolved? Tell us what, if you can give us kind of the big picture today of First Church's involvement at Lincoln. Okay, um, let me just back up just for a second. Sure. Irving, from at the end of the second grade year, the buddies wanted to continue with their students. So oh, yeah. third okay. grade became book buddies. Uh-huh. Fourth grade became best buddies. Uh-huh. Fifth grade became bright buddies. And each grade level had a different focus, but mainly it was, by the end, about 250 buddies coming to our school every month, 250 volunteers wow. pouring themselves into the lives of children with encouragement, with lunches, taking kids to ball games, and then they also sponsored field trips uh, for every grade level. That's really something. And then when, the, uh, when Irving closed, those buddies moved on in, in a different format on to, to Lincoln. But I'd also like to say Seeds Planted at Irving included the soccer program, which has just completed 19 years, and the uh, Irving Children's Choir as well. 
That's fantastic. So uh, today at, with Lincoln, uh, what does the big picture of the programming look like as far as our involvement? Well, there's, there are tutor buddies at kindergarten and first. Uh, there are birthday buddies at K through four, and these are monthly visits to celebrate birthdays. Uh, there's uh, the choir continues. The summer soccer program continues. Uh, there are volunteers that help with the chess club. Uh, one and er, a First United Methodist Church staff or a member leads the staff prayer team every Tuesday morning from six forty-five to seven. So there's still many many connections. Also, lots of support at Christmas with baskets of food and so forth, and plus uh, gifts for the teachers. And that involvement with the teachers has made a difference for the teachers as well. I mean, I occasionally hear of some response. What, what have you heard from the teachers as far as the uh, personal impact this program has made on them? Well, the, the idea of volunteering, we, we kind of look at it in two big pictures. First of all, we show up. Mm-hmm. So if we say we're going to be there for an event, we show up. The second um, important task is to plant hope in the hearts and minds of the children. Yes. And, but also to encourage them and encourage the staff. So when we're there, we want to say hello to the staff and, and encourage them. And when we go in as buddies, we're not only going in to bring birthday treats to the children, but also we have treats for the staff and we just recognize them and thank them, thank them for their efforts. Now, one of the things that I heard uh, first, I think, about this program was the interesting impact that the birthday celebrations had on kids and that some of the kids were having their birthdays honored and it was something that had never happened in their life otherwise. That's exactly right. A teacher, more than one teacher has reported after uh, the, the early in the year, usually we start the birthday parties in October, uh, they'll come later to a buddy and say, student comment. Nothing like that ever happened to me before. Wow. And, oh um, and basically that's we come in with treats and, and gifts that are provided by the church, and uh, we sing, and there may be games or we ask questions or there's, we do special cheers. Every, everybody kind of has a little different plan. Uh, actually, what's exciting for me is we've had at least two former Irving students who had buddies who now come back to Lincoln and are buddies themselves. One is bilingual, oh, wow. so wow. at the end of the singing, then she usually reads a book in Spanish to the children. And uh, so it's just been great to see those seeds that were planted years ago in their hearts as children, they now are giving back. I, I got to confess to you, I mean, people who know me know this about me, but I'm a crier. It doesn't take much. Are, 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 do, you, do you ever find yourself having to kind of turn away for a few moments and wipe a tear back over something you've seen? Well, I... The, there, as I've gotten to know the children as they've gr- gotten grown up and as I, I've been in touch with some of them and, and another project was to ask them what are their go-to Bible verses. And uh-huh. when they would send in what the Bible verse means a lot to them, why they chose it, and then they usually talk about what they're doing with their lives, college graduates, successful in business, social worker. Um, it really touches my heart. So Tell me some of those stories then. Tell me about some of the lives that you know that have been impacted and changed by uh, the involvement at Lincoln and school before that. I'll, st- I'll start with Antonio. And uh, Antonio was a fourth grade student, and he reports that um, we had a scholar. Well, let me back up just a little bit. Sure. A, Irving was known for many 
successful partnership, but especially the buddy program from First United Methodist Church. So a woman who wanted to start a scholarship program for students proposed this idea at the district office, and they sent her to Irving. And long story short, the Can Do 413 scholarship based on Philippians 413, I can do all things to the Lord who strengthens me, raised over $250,000 that are in the Community Foundation and is, is given out to former Irving students. She would talk to them in fourth grade and say, when you get to 13th grade, I will have a scholarship for you. So $2,000 for their freshman year. If they go to a four-year institution, they get another five. No way. That's awesome. And that would not have happened. There is no way that would have happened if Irving wasn't known for having the buddy program and connections and serving the community well. Wow. So Antonio, you say? So Antonio was a fourth grader, and he is reported. He said, I can remember when Miss Wolfong came, and I was sitting on that floor, and she talked about going to college, and she told me she was going to get, at that time it was $1,000, and it was later increased. Mm -hmm. And he said, I might think about going to college. He <laughs> had never had a discussion with somebody uh, prior to that. And so as he finished his uh, school career, and he went on to college, and um, he has since come back, and um, he's, he's volunteered at the church. He did an internship through his uh, college, and then he became the keynote speaker at a can-do graduation for all the other students. And, and now he's a successful uh, a businessman in Springfield, Illinois. We're talking with Mike Aluzzi here. And Mike, any other stories uh, like that, that that come to mind right away? Right away. Uh, Jennifer got a Facebook uh, Messenger post uh, last spring. Mr. Luzzi, I've got to tell you, I just got my MSW, my master's in social work. Oh, my. I'm going to be a social worker uh, for a school district in Missouri. Uh, and I think back to when I started at Irving and I was living in the Salvation Army homeless shelter. <laughs> and then when she shared her Bible verse, it was, my God is mighty and strong. And she said, my God has been mighty and strong through all the many challenges I faced. And now not only does she work as a social worker, she's on the board of an organization in her Missouri town that serves the homeless. And she's somebody who was a child was touched by that, by the, uh, right. Well, had ministry. buddies was, was, uh, we, we never, you know, we said many times, how do you quantify 250 adults coming in every month or every two months, pouring their encouragement, their gifts? Every student got a buddy sweatshirt. Every student got Christmas gifts. Um, and just asking students, what do you want to be when you grow up? How are you going to get there? And it just, um, Anyway, Bradley actually did a study to quantify that, and that could be another uh, could be another podcast or a report on another one. But Bradley did come in and interviewed buddies and parents, and and actually quantified the very positive impact statistically uh, that the buddy program had on students and families at Irving. So there, there's not just anecdotal evidence; there is solid proof that the volunteers sent into the schools have made a quantifiable impact on the life of young people. Right. In fact, one of the professors uh, was a buddy, became a buddy, and then she started the buddy program at her home church. And so some of us from the First United Methodist buddy program spoke at her church, and so they became part of the buddy program. 
it, it occurs to me too that one of the, the reactions somebody might have is, oh, that's nice, but I just don't have the gifting. I don't have the ability. I don't have this or that. What would you say to them, Mike? I would say that, and there's so many ways to touch the lives of children, but it really comes back to showing up, encouraging them, and being good listeners. Mm-hmm. And um, we'll talk in a little while about Mr. Bob's Book Buddies, and it's it's a, it's very straightforward. Our tutor, tutoring program, a uh, Jane Burkhart, she ha- has the program all set up. There's a great reading uh, interventionist at the school that helps everybody get started, sets up the schedule. I mean, it's a seamless operation, and um, anybody can do it. If you want to spend time, and as all the volunteers who I've ever talked to, and this is over 14 years of having First United Methodist Church at Irving, and then many years after that as a volunteer, we volunteers always say we get more out of that time than we're sure the children do. But mm-hmm. there, there's a, there was a buddy that surprised her former buddy on her 80th birthday. I mean, these, the seeds, and as I mentioned before, uh, talking to a former buddy about her uh, child she's still connected with who's just finished his sophomore year, just transferred to the University of Illinois. I mean, wow. the, just the connections just go on. And, and uh, I, I'm sure you just have countless stories, but I, I, I got to ask, any others that uh, immediately come to mind when you think of people that just kind of gave you that wow moment, maybe that have to hide a tear moment when they said, hey, did you know that you were a part of making me into this? Well, I will say that um, <clears throat> Diana, who was um, actually my interpreter, my fourth, my, she was a fourth grader and she was an interpreter for all the Spanish-speaking students. Over my Uh. years at Irving, more and more students who were Spanish speakers came. She interpreted for me on the crosswalk and got the kids going. And she was part of the soccer program. Then she worked at the church. And now she is, uh, she's in, she's studying in international studies in Chicago, but working toward pre-law, was an honor student at Monmouth. um, Just to see what she's done in the life she's touched and she came back and coached soccer. After being mm. a soccer player, she would be back. I can't tell you how many former soccer players come back and help out the soccer program at Morton Square Park. And and that boy, that's just another story in itself. And I'm sure we'll be doing a podcast about that uh, in the months to come. But uh, uh, it's just neat how all these things tie together. I've got just two other comments. The program, of course, we have all felt had a very positive impact in a variety of ways on children and families in the school. But the state of Illinois, the Illinois State Board of Education, first of all, recognized the Buddy Program back in the 90s with an award of excellence for the impact. And then just a few years ago, Dan Phillips and the Community Ministries Impact at Lincoln was recognized with an award of excellence. And they don't just give these out to anybody. And the award of excellence Award of Excellence is the highest honor that the ISBE can bestow upon a team or an organization. So the church has been part of two of those. That is awesome. You know, and the thing that keeps coming back to my mind here is in this day and age when uh, we're so used to hearing about issues with uh, that which is faith-based coming into contact with that which is uh, secular-based, how has that worked for the way that FIRST has ministered at the schools over the years? Well, the, the issue is we don't go in and pray with the students or, or um, 
the, the students know that these, the buddies come from the church. In fact, the students would call, that's the Bear Buddy Church. If we were on a field trip and we happened to be driving, they'd point out, there's the Bear Buddy Church. <laughs> and some of the kids would come to church for Arts Place, which mm -hmm. was a wonderful art program that was here, or the choir that was organized at Irving would come and sing at the church. So they, and some kids who lived in the neighborhood came to Sunday school here. So they had a pretty good feeling for the church. Uh, but we, we tried to, to be, show God's sun, S-O-N sunlight shining through us without going beyond what we should in a public school. However, the church has been very involved, both financially through the mission team and with volunteers, in the start of the Good News Club at Lincoln, which is after-school Bible school, talking about Jesus in the public school. But that requires parent permission, and it's we work with the child uh, Children's Evangelism Fellowship to do that. But that, so in that arena, we're all in with Jesus. Now, there's one more big aspect of the story I want to get to, but before we get there, any other stories that you had had prepared? I don't want to miss any because your stories are just so great on this. Any others that had come to your mind that you wanted to share as far as the effect of this uh, this cooperation? I, I don't think the effects right now, but I did want to just comment. Uh, we always opened our... our um, staff meetings at Irving with kids' stories, stories about the, some humorous stories about the challenges that students face. Let me just share two with you that Please. just gives you an idea of, of what the students were up against. We had a program where we would take a group of students who got the, a special quiz each week correct to McDonald's in a van. And we, as we were driving to and from, there would usually be five students in the car or in the van, and they would point out, there's my uncle's house, there's where I, my apartment and one of the students said, there is my house. And the student sitting next to him said, you live in a house house? And I knew up there driving away that that student with that question was living at the Salvation Army shelter at mm -hmm. the time. Bright student, great student, one of our student leaders, uh, but was incredulous that one of his classmates was living in a house house. One other story, we had buddies who, again, took kids shopping or out to eat. And so, again, a fourth grader, one of our top kids, went to the mall with her buddy and the buddy's um, daughter. And they, they're on the lower level. They get on the escalator. They ride to the top. They get to the top. They look down, and our student is still on the first floor. So they go down the steps around, and they ask her, what, what's going on? She had never ridden an escalator before. Oh, my. And so I think over time, as in the years at Irving, our staff and, and volunteers, we realize sometimes that children who live in poverty, the experiences that they have uh, are so much less than, some, than many of their middle-class counterparts. And so those are just, and we have we've got story after story like that of children, but then those students overcome those those challenges and go on and our college graduates and our social workers and yes. our business successful business people. It's, it's, it's great to see. Well, there's a name that we have been talking about that is going to be uh, a part of, of how we wrap this up. And it's a man by the name of Bob Coy. Tell us about Bob. Well, Bob, it was a man who came to Irving in the nineties and started out as a buddy and uh, he was a mentor, a buddy there then he was part of the can-do scholarship program, which raised the $250,000. He was on the planning team. And that 
provided mentors, and there were church members involved in mentoring students as they got older. Irving students were mentored by can-do mentors in middle school and high school. So I'll just tell you about three students Bob mentored all four years at Manual. Mm. Three girls who came to Irving with no English, uh, worked, kept worked hard, improved their English after being in bilingual classes. They took very demanding courses at Manual, and uh, the first two graduated the same year. Bob was there to give them their $7,000 can-do scholarship certificate. They went on to Western, and they have just graduated um, from Western. They're about to take their MCATs to be, go to medical school. Their younger sister, who has one year left, Bob, again, mentored her, but also through Bob uh, and some of his generous friends, they managed to provide her a full ride at Western, and she also will graduate in pre-med. Bob then volunteered at, at Lincoln. He ran Scrabble Buddies, which was playing Scrabble with students over the lunch hour. He was a, a birthday buddy, but he decided a few years ago, I've got to focus on reading. So Bob Coy, the last few years, Monday through Thursday from 8.30 to 11.30, he read with students in individually and in small groups over 150 students at a time, and, at a week. And he was retired? He was retired, but still active from in the medical school. He still counseled students there where he, okay. he was a very beloved member of, uh, of the U of I medical school uh, uh, staff. And so... And then, of course, he was very active here, loaves and fish and, and ushering. But his impact at Irving on children and his can-do mentoring, it just, uh, and then the reading, uh, it just, um, oh, I miss him very much. And, of course, if you don't know, uh, Bob tragically passed away unexpectedly uh, within the last several months. Even though I didn't know Bob well, I could feel the uh, impact in people's lives when the news started to spread about Bob's passing. And uh, all of a sudden you have a man who has poured so much of himself into these kids and you have this huge gap. What do you do? Well, uh, almost as soon as Bob passed, Bob's friends, members of the church uh, started talking about, we have got to try to fill that unfillable void. So eight people formed what we were calling Mr. Bob's Book Buddies. And uh, we've met with the reading interventionist at Lincoln, and she has coached all of us into one-on-one -on -one reading uh, relationships with a variety of students, whether it's one day a week or two days a week or whatever. So I'm encouraging, and I've been visiting, actually visiting uh, uh, a Sunday school class or two to ask members to consider becoming that and uh, becoming a book buddy in, in honor of Bob, but also to, to provide the reading encouragement that, that the students need. And so Dave Gorens and I will help anybody who wants to be a book buddy go the first day, get them going, tour the school. They can do it. We can all do it. And then I'll just close with my final kid's story. Sure. I have a, a, a PowerPoint where, where I've given this, uh, to the um, men's group and also to, to um, giving it to a couple of Sunday school classes. And, it, and the last slide is actually of Antonio at graduation with his mom. And it reminded me of years ago when a, um, a student had done very well and I was telling him, you've done great, you're going to go to college, I want to come to your college graduation, can I come to see you graduate from college? And he said, Mr. Alusi, 
what if you're dead? <laughs> so oh, I no. don't know why that fourth grader was worried about my demise many years down the road. But in thinking about Bob, I'm not dead. We're not dead. Yes. Let's honor Bob. And First United Methodist Church, let's become a Mr. Bob book buddy at Lincoln. And we can fill that void. And many members have already stepped up and are doing that. Lovely. Um, now, we will, I will include some of these in the show notes on the website. So go to our, our website at www.fumcpeoria.org. And uh, when you go to the media page, you'll find our podcast there. And uh, we'll put some of these slides in there on the show notes so you can put some pictures for these stories. I, I, I want to wrap this up. I'm hearing music. I, I want to wrap this up. Uh, I guess it's my phone. Uh, I, okay, so this is for the side note here. I said, let's not put our phones on the table. So if they, they start ringing, they'll start buzzing. And there we go. I did that. Um, so I'm not really sure of the ultimate reach of this, uh, this, this podcast yet. But let's just say we have people in the Peoria area who, not, who are not a part of First United Methodist Church uh, but they have a heart for what you're talking about. Can they get involved as well? Yes, and uh, so I, I'd be happy to be a resource for them. Uh, actually, uh, other churches came on board as volunteers at Irving and First United Methodist Church helped those churches. Um, Richwoods Christian Church has come on board at uh, Lincoln and has started a middle school buddy program, and Dan Phillips is been consulting with them and helping them. So yes, we're open to anybody. Uh, you certainly do not have many of the buddies over the years were not members of the church, but they had a heart for touching the lives of children in need. So yes, they, they can do that. And uh, just for the first United Methodist Sunday School classes, I'd love to take a moment to share this podcast sometime, or excuse uh -huh. me, this uh, PowerPoint about the, okay. the years at Irving, and uh, I think they'd find it interesting. So you are available to do guests speaking both in and out of the church, I would suppose. That's correct. Uh, so, so let me tell you folks, if you want to, if you uh, do not attend first, but would like to get a hold of us, uh, go to our, our contact page and fill out the form. Uh, just send in your message. I want to know more about Lincoln School or Bob's, uh, Bob's Book Buddies Ministries, uh, or just put, I like Mike, tell me more, and we'll, we'll connect you with Mike Aluzzi, and uh, uh, we can get you involved. Sound like a plan? I love it. Mike, it has been, again, a joy to have you here with us today. Thank you so much for your time and uh, stories, and uh, we'll have to do this again sometime. I would love that, too, and thank you, Greg, very much. Fantastic. Folks, be sure and uh, like and share these on social media and uh, share them like the, uh, uh, the podcast on your podcast provider. Give us a good rating, if you would, as well, because that's going to help us to get these stories and these messages out to more people. I'm Greg Fish, and it has been an honor, once again, to be with you. You've been listening to the stories of the 116 from our studio at First United Methodist Church in downtown Peoria, Illinois. You can find the show notes or contact us with your questions and comments through our website at www.fumcpeoria.org.